Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Judith Jarvis Thompson's article, The Trolley Problem, begins by considering an, an earlier treatment of similar moral dilemmas in Philippa's Foots, the problem of abortion and the doctrine of the double effect in which trolley cases, at least one of them is being brought up, in order to make sense out of the permissibility or the moral requirement to do or not to do something that has to do with causing death. And Thompson thinks that Foote is very helpfully raising some issues, but that her solution is flawed. And that's where she really begins the article. So we should take a look at what Thompson has to say about this. There are two original problems that she considers at the beginning of her paper. Obviously, Foote had other examples or cases for us to consider, but these are the ones that she's primarily interested in so that she can make an argument about where we ought to direct our attention. So one of these she calls trolley driver and the other one she calls transplant. And if you look at both of these on a surface level analysis, they seem to have a lot in common. Both involve a choice between one person dying or five people dying. And if you put it at that level of abstraction without providing any details, then, you know, it, it's pretty straightforward. We would maximize utility. That is, we would try to maximize benefit, minimize harm. Five deaths is worse than one death. So we're going to side for one pretty much any time. But the way in which the deaths are brought about or caused plays an important role. So in the trolley driver, here's the case. The trolley rounds a bend. You're the driver of it. There are five track workmen who have been repairing the track. The track goes through a little bit of a valley at that point. And the sides are steep, so you must stop the trolley if you are to avoid running the men down. You step on the brakes. The brakes don't work. So you're going to hit these five work people and kill them. And you can turn the trolley off onto a spur of track leading off to the right. But unfortunately, there's another track workman on that spur of track. He cannot get off the track either. So you're going to kill him if you turn the trolley onto him. Is it morally permissible for you to turn the trolley? That's the original trolley driver thing. You are the driver and you have to decide, go right or continue on. Kill one person, kill five people. The other case that she brings up is transplant. And she says, you are a surgeon, a truly great surgeon. Among other things you do, you transplant organs, and you are such a great surgeon that the organs you transplant always take. At the moment, you have five patients who need organs. Two need one lung each, two need a kidney each, the fifth needs a heart. If you don't get these organs today, they will all die. If you find organs for them today, you can transplant the organs, they will all live where to find these organs. The time is almost up when you find out a young man who has just come into your clinic for his yearly checkup has exactly the right blood type and is in excellent health. You have a possible donor. All you need to do is cut him up and distribute his parts among the five who need them. You ask, but he says, sorry, I deeply sympathize, but no. 
would it be morally permissible for you to operate anyway? And in these cases, people, according to, to Foote, she says <laughs> rather implausibly that everybody she knows says it would be morally permissible for the trolley driver to go off the track and, and kill the one person rather than killing the five. And that everybody says it would be morally impermissible for the transplant surgeon to carry out this operation against the wishes of the young man brought in who has, you know, explicitly said no and killing him in the process. Putting aside the implausibility of this absolute consensus on these issues, the question that arises then for Thompson is, well, why are these cases so different from each other? She says, here is Mrs. Foote's problem. Why is it the trolley driver may turn his trolley, though the surgeon may not remove the young man's lungs, kidneys, and hearts? In both cases, one will die if the agent acts, but five will live who would otherwise die, a net saving of four lives. So if you take a very strict utilitarian approach to it, leaving aside any other side considerations like the, more, the horror at carving up people who come in for checkups or anything like that, and you just consider it in terms of of maximizing utility and saving lives, well, then it seems kind of a no-brainer. Why are these cases different? Is it squeamishness? Is it some irrational thing on the part of human beings? Foote's solution to this is to say that, look, the surgeon's choice is between operating, in which case he kills one, and not operating, in which he lets five die, and killing is surely worse than letting die. So this distinction between killing a person, letting a person die, is an essential part of this. And Thompson says, okay, we can come up with two basic principles here that are operative in these cases for foot, and, and what are they? The first one is that killing one is worse than letting five people die. And we'll come back to that in just a moment. The other one is that killing five is worse than killing one. And, you know, that one seems pretty straightforward. You don't have to be a utilitarian to buy into that, do you? You know, killing five people is worse than killing one, all things being equal. The question about Killing one is worse than letting five people die? Uh, that's probably a more controversial idea. Some people might say, well, like, a, you know, again, a strict utilitarian would say, it's all death. It's not really mattering that much what the agency of this is. But I think most people would go along with saying, yeah, if we raised the number to like, 100,000, killing one person versus 100,000, okay, then the, we might get different results. But killing one versus letting five die, okay. So she says here in the piece, here we go, the surgeon must refrain from operating. Why? Because killing one is worse than letting die. By contrast, the trolley driver's choice is between turning the trolley, in which case he kills one, and not turning the trolley, in which case he does not let five die. He positively kills them. He's the one driving the trolley that runs them over. So the question is, which of these two basic ideas is going to apply within the case? And this is what allows us to differentiate them apart from each other. This is the solution that Foote provides, according to Thompson. Thompson then raises a problem. And this is where we get the now traditional trolley problem, where you have what, what she calls the bystander at the switch. 
Instead of you being the trolley operator, you're just some person who's wandered by and you see the trolley out of control bearing down on five people. You see a switch that you can flip. And if you do flip that switch, it directs the trolley onto the other set of tracks. And there's one person who's going to die there. Nowadays, we see people more or less tied down to the tracks rather than just being work people and all that. And she says that in this case, we would actually think about it somewhat differently. She says, what to do? Here's the switch which you can throw there by turning the trolley yourself. You will kill one if you do. But I should think that you may turn it all the same. It's morally permissible. She says, my own feeling as an ordinary person, a mere bystander, may intervene in such a case. If you see something, a trolley, a boulder, an avalanche heading towards five, and you can deflect it onto one, it really does seem that all other things being equal, it would be permissible for you to take charge, take responsibility, and deflect the thing, whoever you may be. Now, why is this so important? Is this just a little tiny change in it? Not exactly. Because what this means, according to Thompson, is that the bystander in the trolley problem now becomes much more similar to the surgeon in transplant who is killing one or who's not to kill one, right? In the trolley problem that's been transformed into bystander at the switch, they are killing one. And they're doing that instead of letting five die. If you're at the switch and you don't do anything, you're not causing the death. You're not running them over. The trolley is running them over. You have the option to flip the switch. Why is it okay in the case of the person with a trolley, or as she says, in other similar situations like boulders, avalanches, things along those lines. Why is that okay? But it's not okay for the surgeon to take this young man and dissect him and transplant the organs. Isn't it really the same thing? And she says, well, this raises a key problem for us. And she does have a few other considerations, right? She says, we can take a moral risk in doing these things. We don't actually know all the case. It could be that the five are not track workmen at all, but mafia members in workmen's clothing, and they've tied the one workman to the right-hand track. And she says, I don't have to worry about these possibilities because moral risk is the same whether you're a trolley driver or a bystander. And she says, we might also want to ask ourselves, what exactly is the difference between what the driver would be doing if he failed to turn the trolley? The driver is driving the trolley into the five, but what does that actually consist in? He's just sitting there and he has no control over it. That comes to seem a bit more like killing one to save five, doesn't it? Then she says, I don't mean to make much of the fact that about what the driver's driving his trolley into the five would consist in. It seems to me right to say if he does not turn the trolley, he does drive it, the trolley into them. But it's not easy to say what makes it so. By contrast, if the bystander doesn't throw the switch, he doesn't drive a trolley into anybody. But the bystander may intervene. And she says, if he can, if that's morally permissible, there is serious trouble for Mrs. Foote's thesis. It's plain that if the bystander throws the switch, he causes the trolley to hit the one and thus kills the one. It's equally plain the bystander does not throw the switch. He does not cause the trolley to hit the five. He does not kill the five. He merely fails to save them. He lets them die. So in a case like this, it seems like killing one isn't worse than letting one die. 
according to what most people would say, our moral intuition. So what should we make of this? That's the question driving this piece forward. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.